This is Report Back, the San Francisco chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America podcast. Our chapter is made up of 1,000 members in 16 issue-based and internal-facing committees where the heart of our organizing happens. This is a praxis-centered podcast where we talk about the tactics and strategies of winning socialism with the organizers who plan and implement them. I'm David Hellman, member of DSASF, and in this episode, I talk with Jen Snyder about Prop F, the ballot measure passed one year ago that promises legal representation to all tenants facing eviction. 1,600 San Franciscans were evicted in 2017, a 26% increase from 2010, and 90% of evicted people are Black or Latinx. While landlords are well-armed in the courts, only 10% of tenants have lawyers, so Prop F addresses a major power imbalance between property owners and the working class. Jen was central to the campaign for Prop F alongside Dean Preston, the tenants' rights attorney now running for supervisor of District 5. Jen is Dean's campaign manager. We touch on all this in a freewheeling conversation. We're about a year out from when Proposition F was a ballot measure that was voted on, and it won. It won with 56% in favor and 44% opposed, thanks to a robust effort from the Democratic Socialists of America. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could just talk about um, your involvement in that a year ago and you know, what were the conditions it was seeking to address and what, what solutions was it proposing? Yeah, so um, we decided to to do Prop F. Um, it was a decision that we made with um, a number of DSA folks and some folks in uh, tenants' rights um, and uh, our proponent, Dean Preston, who's also a DSA member, uh, and myself. Um, we decided to do Prop F after seeing what was happening in New York um, uh, with their, they have a similar measure there. It's not quite universal like ours is, um, but it was, it was seemed to be pretty effective. Um, and uh, yeah, we decided to take it on with the DSA chapter just because um, we have a rampant, serious uh, affordability crisis in San Francisco and a serious eviction crisis too. Um, displacement is widespread, especially among communities of color Um and any poor and working class people. Um, and so, yeah, we decided to do it. And so we, we proposed um, the first universal right to counsel for all tenants uh, facing eviction in San Francisco. Yeah, and in the past, I read that there was, you know, some amount of funds, um, d- uh, you know, reserved for uh, tenant protection, but that it only, uh, it was very much just a partial, um, you know, only partially address the issue and 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 prop f was prepared to basically triple the amount of funds um devoted to that yeah so so it it um it covers everyone um and people were really stressed out about uh like how much money that would cost um uh and they were skeptical that tripling the budget would, would do it. But uh, the nature of universal programs for, for of this nature is that is that they're really preventative because landlords know that uh, no matter who lives in their building, if you're rich, if you're poor, no matter what, um, you're definitely going to get a full scope lawyer like public defender from start to finish. So um, it's actually really preventative too. Yeah, that's interesting. I know that one of the arguments you guys made was um, was that uh, it's just going to cost more to try to address people's problems when they're when they're no longer housed, and we know that's um, 
that's very challenging in itself. So you're saving yeah. money by addressing it earlier on preventatively. And I also read that. Yeah. That there, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, I just that that was a good point. We we, we did a ton of research um, with a, a committee of, of mostly DSA folks, but some tenants union people, too. Um, and we just looked at all the different uh places where they were, you know, in New York where it was happening. And then there was a bunch of just little like sort of like pilot programs happening too around Massachusetts and, and DC. Um, and every single place found that, um, for every dollar you spend on eviction defense, you at least you, you regain at least that dollar in homelessness services. Um, so it's either a net neutral, but in New York, uh, they were finding that for every dollar they spent on eviction services, they were saving $3 in homelessness services. Um, and that was like the, the largest scope program. So for us in San Francisco, we, we imagined to see something similar to that. Yeah. And you also mentioned, um, the means testing issue. And I know that, um, Prop F was opposed by the SF Apartment Association, and one of their objections or arguments was that um, that this that Prop F would help everybody universally, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that that's bad, I guess, because you know we wouldn't want people who don't deserve our help to um, to get our tax money, which always seems to be that the art the type of argument that's trotted out that well this seems yeah. like a good thing, but it would be a disaster if someone undeserving, someone that you resent um could could receive this whereas we know as you've touched upon that it's a lot you know largely minority populations and poor people who are actually who need this and are going to be affected by it mm-hmm. that's always like the the conservative argument is that you got to plan for the exception and not for the rule right like so it's like well it might be unfair to so and so and it's like well look at how incredibly unfair the system is to poor people now and renters as it is like even with the renter good renter protections that we do have in san francisco yeah um we found that like the vast 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 majority of people that actually face eviction in san francisco are already low income and that it actually was way more expensive to figure out a way to means test people and have this whole income testing situation you'd have to have a whole office and people working that and dealing with it and setting up whatever the triggers would be or whatever, um, that was way more expensive than just covering everyone because of how preventative it actually was. Mm-hmm. Take that, take that, Charlie, screw <laughs> you from the apartment association. Oh yeah. Oh, my landlord's named Charlie. Whatever. Oh, screw, screw your Charlie too. Um, so could we maybe, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear a little more about what you, uh, you know, what what were you specifically involved in or kind of what what do you maybe remember working really hard on uh, within, you know, on Prop F a year ago? So I was the campaign manager. So I, um, I worked really hard on most of the aspects of it. Um, I had a lot of like really early mornings, like where I would just wake up like in total, like heart pounding fear. Like, did I just take our DSA chapter down? Like how impossible to win path. Like, did I totally screw this up? Like, can we even do this? Like, is how hard is the real estate industry going to come out against us? Like, can we take on landlords? Like our chapter was really new and we were really ambitious and I had so much faith and hope and we all had so much energy and we still do, but it was a pretty like monumental Herculean task we were taking upon ourselves for our first electoral endeavor ever. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, I did a lot of the, um, I did a lot of it, but it was, it was not without 
you know, help every single step of the way from, from our comrades. Like, I mean, I could never have ever, ever done it alone. It was, our our chapter was involved in every single possible aspect of it. Like, I mean, our our proponent, um, Dean Preston, he authored it. He's a member. He did a ton of our fundraising. Um, and so much of our fundraising came from, from DSA. They, they were hugely like, I, I mean, the, the, the driving force of, of the, the funding behind it was, was DSA members, um, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you need money to fight ridiculous amounts of apartment association money and ads on grinder. Yeah. Um, you raised and, over 190,000. Yeah. I think right? it was like close to 250. Oh really? I remember. Yeah. It was, it was great. And it was like a lot of, I mean, we did DSA, um, like, uh, phone banks for, for money. We had really fun parties. Um, people really stepped up and like dug deep. Um, we have like people in the chapter who, who work in tech, who are like putting Mm -hmm. it all on the line. It was really amazing. But then besides that, I mean, people just gave incredible amounts of time. Like on average, I feel like, uh, people were giving like at least two nights of their week. Um, and this is, you know, tons and tons of DSA members putting their time and effort into it. We would have the biggest mobilizations in town, like our, our, uh, our door to doors, our lit drops, our phone banks were, you know, dozens and dozens of people. There was like a mayor's race going on at the same time that couldn't compete, like supervisor races going on, couldn't compete with the amount of volunteers we had. It was, it was the hottest game in town for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had hundreds of volunteers, um, and it was a really special experience. Yeah, yeah. it's always got to be a group effort. <clears throat> yeah. And did you get twi- twice as many uh, signatures as required to get on the ballot? I mean, it sounds like the uh, like it was a tremendous effort, and and basically um, that Prop F had had this tremendous um, like momentum of popular support by the time it got on the ballot, and even that the the opposing groups, the apartment association was almost like flat footed. Is that accurate? Cause it sounds like they didn't do much until kind of late in the game. Yeah. I mean, they had to do something because, um, I mean, they, I, I think that they were maybe, I guess, preparing for like the larger battle of Costa Hawkins, but they, I mean, we, we just, I, it was such a testament to the strength of the campaign that we ran that every single thing we did, we just sort of framed it as though, as though like the momentum was with us and there was really nothing that they could do about it. And I mean, they put some effort into it in some pretty key places like, um, uh, like uh, through Chinatown and, uh, like other older Asian, um, speaking, uh, like, communities in San Francisco that have traditionally voted a little bit more conservative. And, you know, they, they try to do what they, I mean, like I mentioned, they, they put that grinder app on which, or grinder ad on, which I have no idea. It's just like the most ridiculous thing to like, mm. if you're, if you're like looking through grinder, like the idea that you would flip through an ad that would be about frivolous lawsuits and be like, I really am like feeling this right now. It's like so toned. Oh, wow. Are there ads on grinder? Grinder sort of passed my, um, my dating time so yeah i i i'm a i I haven't i haven't done internet dating so um but yeah someone sent me an ad on grinder that was like it was like frivolous lawsuits like oh no and i was like i don't think this is your audience but whatever yeah so um yeah i think yeah it was like too late by the time they started spending money like we had already like clearly um like had way too much momentum and power and stuff yeah we turned in 
way over the amount of signatures that we needed. They gave us like the letter that we qualified the same day that, or the, the next day after we turned them in, which is pretty irregular because we just had so many that they were like, statistically, it's practically impossible um, that you're not going to be able to get on. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, that was a huge DSA effort as well. Like all of our signature verifiers and stuff were, were DSA folks. Um, our field director was a DSA person and she did all of our lists and data and all that stuff. And yeah, it was cool. It was, it was a big thing. How did it feel for you when it passed? It was amazing. It was really funny because, um, so we didn't know. And we were like, you know, we were either, we had, you know, written the press releases of like, you know, we lost, we won, whatever. And we were, we planned this huge party with like the league of pissed off voters and everybody in the city was planning on being there. And, um, so we were, uh, there. And, um, so the first results that come out during an election are always, um, more conservative results. It's always vote by mail, which, which trends a little bit more moderate conservative in San Francisco. And so if you are ahead when, when the, when it drops first and you're prove- and you're progressive, then you're pretty sure that you're doing good. Mm. But, um, so when, when it dropped, we were like just squeaking above, I think we we're at like 50.9 or something like that. Like we, it's like just above 50%. And so to me, I was like so thrilled and super happy, but I don't think I had like communicated that like reality to like anyone else in the, our, our chapter who was pretty new to like, electoral organizing. So everyone had seen this like 50% like thing, uh, you know, behind me going by, like ticking by and they were all like ready to be sad. And I was like sitting there like rejoicing ridiculously. And then I was like, wait, no, this is a good thing. Everybody get ready to <laughs> be not sad. down. I was like, can we climb back up? But there was just yeah. no way to knock us down if we were already ahead, even just, even just by a hair. Yeah. All right, well, maybe we should uh, jump ahead a little or talk about what the year has been like since then. Because I one thing I read was that um, the Prop F didn't prescribe specifically where the lawyers would come from or where the money would come from, but kind of was strategically mm-hmm. vague on a couple points um, and put it put it on the, the mayor's office of housing and community development to figure that stuff out within a 12-month period. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did that go? How's, how's the year gone? So, yeah, so we did that because, so if you pass a ballot measure, like whatever you passed is the law. So if you want to change any little tiny bit about that, you have to go back to the ballot to change that, um, which is really complicated. And so instead of mandating that it would be coming from, you know, uh, funneling more money into folks who are already providing eviction protection, or if like, I don't know, like the mayor wanted to like create like a a whole public defender office that only deals with eviction or whatever they wanted to do. We didn't want to like, we didn't want to say what would be best for that. Um, what has ended up happening is basically what they're doing in New York, which is they're giving more money to people who are already providing eviction, um, defense, like the eviction defense collaborative and, um, a bunch of different places that, uh, have really awesome and like mostly super radical special mm. people working at them, um, who've been doing this like for so little money and have to make like really, really sad decisions about who they can and can't cover. Um, so that's, so that's mm. who's getting the money and who will be covering folks. Um, does that include like ten- tenants together, uh, Dean, Dean Preston's, uh, group? 
So I don't think Tenants Together is not getting money because they they do like uh, they're like are basically our statewide uh, tenants union sort of they're like the oh. nucleus for all tenant organizations in the entire state. Um, so they do like tons of legislation and like and like tenants rights workshops and like help set up rent control and tenants rights tenants uh, tenants unions in other cities all up and down the state and do that kind of advocacy work. But they don't do actual like legal eviction defense there. Um, but tons of different places like in their in their building like La Raza Central Legal. Uh, that's like in the same um, building as tenants together. There's a bunch of folks um, and I, you, there's tons of organizations that will be getting um, this funding. And most of them I think are pretty cool. Like when we looked at the list, um, it was like all friends. Like I'm like, I would, I would okay. love you to defend my eviction. I hope you never do. But <laughs> so yeah, that's what should, will be happening. Good. So you're pretty satisfied with, with the approach they've taken. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think like the other approach would have been way more complicated, right? Like the city would have to like hire. I mean, they said it was only going to be like 12 extra lawyers that would have to be hired anyway to like cover all the evictions. Really? Um, but yeah, because it's so preventative that they were like, you know, um, I, I guess it wouldn't be that many. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I feel like setting up an entire office within the within city hall, within the mayor's office of housing would be a total shit show. Like I can't even imagine. And I would, um, I, I think, I, I don't think they wanted to take that on either. It just sounds awful, but yeah. So it should be happening. It's supposed to happen in July. Um, that will be, I guess when we find out if we're pissed or not. I see. So they're going to roll out the, the actual plan and kind of present it. And then we'll know what, what is changing, what, what the proposition is translating into in terms of, actual action yeah like apparently malia cohen like before she left her seat um for district 10 she had started getting the program going um and so i guess right now it's available like they started funneling the money in to just like the lowest income people which i already i thought they were supposed to be already covered but whatever and so um there is more money flowing into these organizations but i mean for them like i think it's going to be kind of a scramble, I guess, like, because it's not like EDC can afford to like lawyer up, like a, get hire a bunch of people before they get their funding and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then there's going to have to be like the entire, like one question that, that we've had that, that we would really like to be involved in, um, like unofficially would be totally great and fine is like, how are we going to tell people that they have this new right? Right. Mm. So um, I don't know, like, if City Hall is, like, planning on, like, you know, how they're planning on getting this information out to folks, but I'd love that to be, like, a DSA door-knocking project where we can go and um, talk to people about, like, their new right that we gave them and see how else, you know, what else is going on in their neighborhood and what else we can do and try to interest them in the good graces of socialism. Yeah, it does, sound, more. <laughs> it does sound like a good uh, opportunity to you know, take credit for good work and get more people, um, into DSA and understanding the, the, the issues we're working on. But is it also a matter of simply like, do people need to be informed about, um, about the, the, the availability of the attorneys in order to take advantage of it? Or is it something that they'll in, encounter in the process? You know, if you get evicted, it's going to be totally obvious that you have a lawyer now, is that going to work out easily? Or is it something people have to kind of 
still request or something like that. So, yeah, like I don't think so when a, when a landlord, um, serves an unlawful detainer on you that you're unlawfully detaining the building because you did, did or did, didn't or did do whatever you did to get evicted. Um, I don't think that they're going to take it upon themselves to be like, and you are also provided with a free lawyer um, by the state. So uh, I bet you that we're going to have to tell people about it. I see. Um, So, uh, yeah, but I think it's something that we definitely want to undertake, um, especially in DSA. I think it's a really great way to like, it's a great excuse to get at people's doors because it's, it's a service that's it's directly for them. Hmm. Could you somehow make Renters. landlords uh, tell people like Miranda rights kind of thing? Like you have to tell people they can have an attorney when you try to evict them. I don't know. Maybe we could make them do that. Like you must read your tenants or Miranda rights by, you know, <laughs> that'd be a pretty cool idea. Maybe we should, maybe we should, maybe we should get back to the, uh, get back to the, uh, <laughs> get back to passing more ballot measures. Ballot measure yeah. two, prop F, Part two. They're easy now. We, we know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's super simple. Everything's worked out since then. I mean, it kind of did. No one H worked out. C kind of worked out. So um, so at this point, we're just kind of waiting for, for news to come out in July, and hopefully it'll be implemented pretty smoothly, and then we need to kind of help everybody understand uh, their rights and what, what, uh, what new stuff is provided for them to keep their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that like the the most important thing is like making sure that like DSA can keep claiming this victory because like I mean we did we we were the power behind it uh, we were the vision behind it and yeah hopefully um, with Dean running um, in District Five uh, for supervisor and potentially getting um, elected in November um, that'll be a, a place where DSA can can actively be consistently. Um, and using kind of like the, 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 the powers of that office to, to get the word out um, and continue legislating stuff and bringing stuff to the board. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you uh, brought that up because you're campaign manager for Dean Preston's uh, campaign to be supervisor mm-hmm. of District 5. And yeah, anything else you want to say about, about um, Dean or about that campaign and how this can continue to build, um, build on this victory, uh, improve tenants' rights or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I think I feel like Prop F is like a a really perfect example of exactly what what Dean's campaign, what our campaign is all about. It's about like big, bold, wild vision that can change the way that people think about their human rights, you know, be it you know, your, your rights as a renter, your right to housing, your right to health care, like universal rights are really incredibly important, but it also, uh, it also is, um, something that, that drills down deep into like just our most basic local needs, right? Like these are, this is like prop F is something that helps like your neighbor next door. Um, so it's about thinking big, but also thinking big locally as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things that we're working on uh, in the campaign and proposing now, like between like public bank or divestment from PG&E or like, you know, other ways to roll out the Green New Deal in San Francisco. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that we want to keep working on and that any and all DSA members are, are you know, I mean, they're 
we've got a whole bunch of folks on our, you know, policy research committee. We've got DSA people hitting the doors and on the phones, like doing all of the work of our campaign again. So yeah, yeah. these are the things we're just going to keep doing them. Yep. We're not going to stop. I have no pain threshold. Wow. Um, yeah, I have to get out there for the, for Dean's campaign. I've been very overwhelmed uh, until recently, so I have a little time, but, um, yeah. How, how much more time is there in his campaign? When's that vote actually coming? So it's not till November 5th. So we have five months to go, but things have been going pretty swimmingly in terms of field, of course, like that's where we feel like is the most important. It's the most important part of the campaign for us is to actually connect with voters and talk to them at their doors and on the phones and at the bus stops and in the streets and tell them about like our vision for San Francisco and enroll them and make it their vision too. Um, you know, that's what we do. Um, so we, we would, I mean, come on down, everybody come on down where we, where we are not going to probably be able to compete is just with like the incredible amount of like money that's going to pour in for our opponent. Um, they're already taking like money from some of the biggest like slumlord lobbyist mm. people and like the apartment association and serial evictors and these kinds of folks or whatever. So, you know, um, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. We got this. Yeah. We're going to beat him at the door. We got this. Yeah. yeah. But if you happen to have money, you know, uh, throw it our way. That's a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. This episode will go out within the next couple of days or by Sunday. So uh, anything you want to plug in the really near term um, or just give people a way to plug in or help specifically? Yeah. I mean, if you just go to our Facebook, um, we post our mobilizations there, but we're, we're like, I mean, come by, literally just come on by. Like we're there noon to eight, Monday through Thursday and then Saturdays. And like the weekends were out knocking on doors all over the district. Mm-hmm. So, and that is where know, Dean's office. It says, yeah, Dean's office. It's, um, it's your office too. It's six, three, one hate street, Hayton Steiner. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, John, I think we've come on and do it. the electoralism. I'll do it. I, I, I'm ready yeah. to get back involved. Yeah. Repent it's a good way. Sloth. I just, I like, I know that we always have these like discussions in DSA of like, you know, like electoral work or other work. And it's like, it's right. gotta be both, you know? Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a pretty serious, I'm a pretty serious Marxist. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that like, if we are to follow the, the Marxist path, um, you know, we've got to follow from, from here today to inspiring folks to want to even have socialism if we want to move farther beyond that. So, and I think electoral work is a really awesome way to, to connect with people and to um, make them think about politics because this is the frame in which they think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And why wouldn't we want to have, have a democratic socialist uh, supervisor? Not a bad thing. That is an excellent thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, one step closer to making that that labor party we need so bad to mm-hmm. become that socialist party mm-hmm. so that we can take over the government and have a revolution and then do the socialism. Yep. Yep. That's the plan. Sounds terrific. Time. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> this is great. Thanks for the conversation. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. The Democratic Socialists of America is the largest socialist organization in the United States. We have over 120 chapters in 49 states. We are an activist organization, not a political party. To become a member, go to dsausa.org. To find out what our local chapter is up to, visit dsasf.org. Our intro music is by Young Chomsky.
Da 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 da